Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,315. Today we're going to be talking about a mark that really started it all for me, my passion for cars, MG. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm, well, I'm back in my home state, California. I'm in Westminster, Orange County, with a very special guest by the name of Pete Thielander. Pete, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Certainly. Let's get this show on the road. All right. We're going to have some fun today. Now, Pete, before I give you an introduction and we talk about your passion and and fascination for cars, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about Pete Thielander? Oh, that's a tough one. I, uh... Uh, I've been around too long. Too many people know all about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have been around for a while. May I, uh, you're, I will say you're rather uh, classic and vintage. May I ask your age today? Today I'm 80, still 88. Still 88. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Close again on 89. There you go. Well, uh, congratulations. That's very, very cool. Well, let me give you an introduction, and then we'll talk a little bit about why we're together here today. Uh, Pete Thielander, he and his wife Fran, are MG enthusiasts, and Pete bought his first MG while serving in the Army in Germany. It was a 1954 MGTF. It's a vehicle he and Fran still own today, and they've restored, or in the process of restoring it. He and Fran have been together for over 65 years, and they would attend stock car races inside. Soldier Soldier Field in Chicago way back in the 50s when they were in high school and dating. I guess that relationship has lasted quite a long time. Pete graduated university with a degree in aeronautical engineering and worked in rocket science on the Saturn, Apollo, and subsequent space space program. So we're talking to a rocket scientist today. The MG Mark has been his passion and Franz, and he's owned the alphabet soup of vehicles from the T, the D, the F, and even a very rare NE racing model we'll learn about. He and Fran are part of the group of enthusiasts that founded the Vintage MG Club of Southern California way back in 1971 and the annual MG Gathering of the Faithful West in 1973. This October 16th through the 20th, they will be celebrating the 100th anniversary of MG with a huge gathering. It's going to be in Carlsbad, California. You can learn a lot more at gofsest.org. We'll put a link to that on the show notes page. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsor. So please give them a little love. They keep the petrol in the tanks here and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up. But my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around. I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. 
That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So we are back, Pete. I want to talk first about your involvement with the MG Club. You had this incredible career making sure that the uh, astronauts got out into space and to the moon and back. I mean, it's fascinating. We could probably do an entire show about that. But it is Cars Yeah versus Space Yeah. So I want to talk about how you got involved with MGs and go way back when, when you were serving in the Army. And thank you for your service, by the way. And you bought that first MG. So let's walk through your history a little bit with MG why you love the mark so much and uh, why you continue to love it today. Well, as far as my parents were concerned, that was a visit to Germany, which was something which, you know, our family would not normally have been doing. So I, I insisted, sort of pressured them into letting me get a car so I could drive around over there and uh, did it. And then uh, duly uh, bought the TF, drove it around for uh, my tour of duty over there. And at that time, the Army was shipping home cars for uh, enlisted men as well as officers. So I got it sent back, shipped back to New York and drove it home. Wow. That's pretty, you know, this is pretty cool because when you think about the history of sports cars in the United States, the MG is the car. We heard this all the time. Oh, certainly. Yeah, for you soldiers that would come back, and and they were gracious enough to bring the cars back with you. So you brought that car back with you, and what I found fascinating is you still have that car today, right? Same one. Wow. And and you're restoring it, is that correct? Correct. Very cool. Very cool. So over these years, though, you've had a lot of MGs, and I wondered if you would kind of walk us through the different cars that you have. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the MG club that you and your friends put together. Well, I uh, went through a phase of sort of buying and fixing them up, get running and selling them on. So I went through uh, a number of cars, but keepers keepers is boiled down to uh, the TF. It got a TC. I thought I was going to fix up and sell and move on, but uh, I got it going and I kind of liked it. So I still have that one. Oh my gosh. I've had that one for, 30 years too wow and then uh well i had the uh series of th- the carpool i had when the kids were in high school it consisted of the mga coupe an mgb gt and an mgc gt oh wow that was the kids carpool what you took your kids to school in those little cars huh yeah wow. was, they went through high school with those oh my gosh now have you always lived in california uh, well, I did have a two-year tour of duty with uh, with the rocket science business at uh, Huntsville, Alabama, at, uh, as a you know a representative to NASA down there for Douglas Aircraft. 
Oh, wow. So Which became McDonnell Douglas. Of course, yeah. And, of course, uh, they were big in Southern California, too, like most of the oh. aerospace industry and the airplane yeah. industry. Yeah. Yeah. Huge company. And one of the cars that you have today, I believe, is a car that I'm not very familiar with, a 34 MG NE. Do I have that right? That is correct. Yeah, and tell me about uh, this. Well, it was one of only seven made for one race. MG had had some successful, very successful uh, racing cars there in the 30s, 32, 3, 4, 5. And, uh, but the uh, organizers of one particular race, that's the, the uh, tourist trophy race in Ireland, uh, says, hey, we, we want, it says tourist trophy. We want touring cars, not race cars. So they uh, had to make a special, not a race car, ra- uh, <laughs> a touring car for that race. And it was the NE. It was a, a modification of the current N model they were recently introduced. Oh, wow. Now, did somebody uh, famous race that car? Well, it was uh, planned for uh, Nuvolari to drive it. Whoa, the Nuvolari. Wow. Yeah, he wow. had won a, uh, a big uh, Milimiglio race down in Italy, you know, in Italy uh, in 33. And, well, I'm sorry, he had, he had won, yeah, he had done that, but he also had won the 1933 Tourist Trophy with an MG K3. Oh, okay. Which was the racing model, which uh, was not eligible for 34. So they had a... He wanted to drive another MG again in 34, but... So the car was prepared for him, some uh, including... That was the red paint uh, part of it, and uh, rather than British Racing Green. But uh, there was... Sponsorship conflict between oil companies. I mean, MG was, you know, contracted to one oil company, and he was under contract to another, and never result weren't able to resolve that. And as a result, the uh, backup driver drove it. Oh wow! Well, fantastic. So you two, you and Fran, are still cruising around in that same car. Oh well, that's not exactly a car we cruise around in. We uh, we're our Cruiser T uh, MG to, for the this time is uh, uh, the TC. It's uh, and we've driven that car many 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 miles. Yeah, <laughs> you're a brave soul because I I remember as a kid my dad driving me around in that MG. His was right hand drive of course, and I'd sit in the left hand side. And he had a spare steering wheel. He'd give me, and I'd pretend like I was steering the car. <laughs> Which is fun. And people would pull up and look down and go, what's that little kid doing driving the car? And they go, wait, that car's got two steering wheels. That's kind of weird. but uh, (laughs) That's a a good one. That's a good story. I would imagine that driving around in these old cars, especially as old cars as a TC or uh, even a TF or a TD and the NE. I mean, when you get in these cars, they're definitely not cars for the freeway in California because I just returned from California. You guys are crazy down there. You drive really fast. But do you really feel like you just go back in time? Do you put the string back gloves on and just slow down life a little bit? Well, yeah. But on the other hand, these cars have been uh, developed beyond the factory uh, <laughs> uh, specs, and they do have uh, – at least RTC is comf- reasonably comfortable on the freeway. I, you know, keep over to the slower traffic, of course, but uh, we have no fear of distance. I've uh, we've driven to that car to Canada or the Pacific Northwest probably five times. Oh my gosh! Wow. 
You guys are enthusiasts. That's tremendous. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, let's talk about, uh, you guys created uh, the Vintage MG Club of Southern California way back in, in 71. So was it a group of you that got together and said, we got to form a club so we can hang out? Yeah, well, there was a group of uh, us MGers all over the LA area that uh, thought we uh, should follow the example of Dick Knudsen and uh, Frank Churchill in the New England area, they formed the New England MG Car Club. And uh, so we said, we can do that out here. And we formed, we got together, had a meeting and decided this area is too big. We need three clubs. We had the, the Vintage Club down here at the south end of the LA area in Orange County. Uh-huh. There was the uh, classic MG Club formed over by the airport and, you know, the south uh Southwest part of L.A.? Southwest part of L.A. Yeah. And then there was uh, the one that formed up in the San Fernando Valley. They, so we had three clubs going for a while. Yeah. Well, L.A.'s a big place, so it always has been. Now yeah. it's even bigger than at ever. One club, at one time, our club, just the vintage club down here, we had 200 members. Oh, wow. That's For tremendous. a short while. Yeah, yeah. It then started tapering off. Well, coming up, I know, and this year we are celebrating the 100th anniversary of MG, which is pretty phenomenal. This year is also the 75th anniversary of Porsche, which is my favorite mark. All these milestones that we're coming across, but 100 years. So tell me a little bit about what's coming up here October 16th through the 20th in Carlsbad. Well, we're that's just the uh, going to be the 57th, 3rd, 2nd? 52nd or so, uh, version of the uh, what we call the Gathering of the Faithful. It was started by the New England group, and they says, well, we can do that out here, and we did. And uh, we've had the GOF, as we call it. Uh, we had a break here a couple of years ago for the uh, COVID, but uh, that's it. We're back in business. That's a uh, basically a convention for all the people with the uh, MGs. We've, we've opened up to the newer models. Okay. So that it's uh, the A's and B's and C's are uh, are welcome as well. But we've had uh, those uh, events for uh, you know it's it's a four day program. So what all what all do you guys do over those four days? Well, you start the primary, of course, is the uh, car show. Then there's the uh, uh, that's usually on the first serious day. Then there's a rally. We'll have a rally and a uh, fun on one day and a fun cana where we, you know, just do tricks, some little obstacle course in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And uh, then there's a bank, uh, dinner and uh, awards. And so it's a, it's a nice program. We'll be down there in Carlsbad and we'll have a, tour goes out to uh we'll be touring into the uh birch family uh, vineyard in its little inland there's a you know it's a fair wine find the wine country isn't all up now up in the bay area there's oh, sure. wine country down here and heck, they've taken up a lot of the area north of santa barbara too yeah well temecula has quite a a bit out east yeah. of carlsbad there has quite a, yeah. a bit and uh i know that uh you guys are going to be there at the holiday inn in carlsbad on palomar airport road yeah checking out your website here and thank you yeah i'll make sure i put a link to that now my question to you is if for those of us who don't have an mg can we come to the car show and enjoy the show the, the you're cars? welcome to 
drop in and have a look, see? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'll be pretty cool. Always welcome to find some new members because a lot of you know people show up and says, oh, I didn't know their MG had this and yeah. they've got an MG and whatnot. So uh, that's kept us going for 50 plus years. Let's see. So you'll be there at the Holiday Inn at, in Carlsbad. Uh, again, what I'll do is on uh, your show notes page here on Cars yeah website, I'll put a link to the website and that'll have That all, would be very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, I have all the information and so forth. So, so let's talk a little bit about your passion for this mark. What has inspired you about the MG? Because you you bought that first MG when you're a young man serving in the Army, and you've kept it all these years, and you've had more models. There must be something about MG that's very inspiring to you. They're straightforward, simple design. No, no, no uh, elaborate tricks or anything going. They started off with uh, borrowed engines from elsewhere in the Morris Minor, a uh, Morris uh, the cars they had, they started off as modified Morrises and then eventually uh, and were always based on Morris engines. And have you always done a lot of your own work? Usually, yes. I I did. I never got into the heavy uh, paint work, things like paint and body work, but uh, mechanically, I keep them going, yeah. I think it's interesting because you being basically a rocket scientist in your career, which calls, you know, very elaborate futuristic thinking and, and technology, and to take the other side of your life, the relaxing side, with something very simplistic and easy and straightforward. Yeah. So I kind of get the juxtaposition here of how you've uh, organized your life around your passion for cars. Yeah. Has there been a, um, a big challenge that you've faced in the world of MGs that you uh, have had to deal with that you... Learned a lot of, through that challenge? Well, other than you know, having a car break down 500 miles from home is no fun, but I've had uh, not had that experience very often. Cars usually have been good, very, you know, if you drive them reasonably, reasonably they're uh, very reliable. People got into trouble or, you know, had, thought they had a race car and uh, pushing it too hard. Pushes them too hard, too long. And, you know, I did that. Um, when I started out, I was a, a young man, and uh, that tempted to drive a little faster than I should. <laughs> well, we all we all have we all done that once in a while. So you're you're uh, no stranger to that. You know, I was just down at the La Jolla Concorde, and one of the cars they had there, and I sent you an email with a picture of it. it was a beautiful red teeth, and I I wondered if you had a chance to look at that picture, and if you know that car and that owner. I wasn't able to meet the owner because on the tour he just went driving by, um, oh. and then at the actual Concorde, the car was there, but he was not by his car. Uh huh. Do you know who owns that car? No, I don't. It's, it's not a car I'm familiar with. There's uh, That's uh, getting a little further down the coast where uh, I don't know as many. Well, maybe I'll have to find out who that is and uh, put him in touch with you. I, I hope so. Maybe he'll get the word and show up at our GOF. Yeah, 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 I think so. Uh, I don't know where he lives, but I'll find out for you. Maybe we can get him uh, to your uh, to your show. Yeah. Now, I always ask my guests about what I call is a very special vehicle in your life. You've owned so many different MGs, but is there one that stands out for you? Well, of course, the uh, the NE does. It's a real part of MG's racing history. Right. Very rare car, too. Oh, yeah. They only made seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> How did you and, yeah. how did you find that car? Where did it come from? Well, it came through the MG, you know, the uh, chat group back here around here. I was called somebody, and then they asked me if I knew about 
you know, this car somebody had over here and it wasn't far away. And I said, well, that sounds interesting. I will, you know, took the information, went over and looked at it, you know, looked at, you know, knocked on the guy's door. Don't, don't know him from Adam. And, uh, says, uh, you know, you got this and I'm interested in, in, in seeing it. And that's all I had intended to do is see it. But, uh, I think he mentioned then that it was, uh, that he had taken a deposit on somebody that's given a, you know, put a deposit on it to buy it. So, uh, you know, that's the way it was. And then, then, well, he called back and said, you know, a month later is the guy never came back for it. So he's got a hundred bucks in the car to boot. So, uh, <laughs> He then did, at that point, he, I, he did make an offer and bought it. Drove it home. You drove it home? No no kidding. Well, that's very, it was, very neat. Yeah. it's uh, In fact, is that the car you sent the picture of? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. The, the race car I sent with- uh, With you and Fran. Yes, with a wife of the, in the pits up at uh, Sears Point. Ah, okay. Racetrack yep. north of- uh, up the north end of San Francisco Bay. Oh, yeah, I've raced there several times. So I uh, blew up a couple motors on two British cars at that racetrack, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an old Lotus and an old Lola. That was an expensive weekend, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Not much fun. Uh, but the driving on that track is great. I'm going to be a bit of a car psychologist for you today, Pete. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit with a very unique question. If you were reincarnated as a car, you were actually manifest as a car, what would you be and why? What would I be and want? Oh, it'd be hard to be something different than the NE, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The problem with that, it's too, so unique. You know, if you really want to be, uh, shall we say, more involved sociologically, you'd, uh, <laughs> you, you'd be a, I'd probably be the, the good old TC or TF, you know. It has a lot of appeal and provides a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, well, I think you're a pretty unique guy, Pete, so I'm going to stick with the NE. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds fine. Well, the MGs are a diversion from, uh, you know, the conventional social, the entire greater automobile community. So, you know, that's, uh, and this is just a special point within that subset. Yeah, we get a lot more detailed. I'll tell you, I got to spend uh, about 18 days in India for my first trip to India over Christmas and New Year's uh, this past year. And... I'm being driven around uh, Mumbai because you don't want to drive in Mumbai. It's the most insane experience on the road <laughs> you'll ever experience. And there's a bunch of MGs over there. Now, they're new cars, which I understand a Chinese company bought the MG mark, and they're oh, yeah. still making MGs. So I was quite surprised going, well, wait a minute. That's an MG? Quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, Well, the MG as we know it here in the, in the States— it folded up at the end, what, the 1980 or so. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, they stopped making cars and it was only, of course, would have been owned by greater British Leland Corporation. And, but they then sold it off and, uh, it went through several buyers before, uh, you know, the Chinese ended up with it. There were some cars produced along the trail there that, uh, were, uh, mm, Based on rovers or some other, well, yep, you know, some I of the other right. English badge engineering and uh, of some other products line, and but the uh, Chinese ones are 
obviously new from scratch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Some buzzing. It's a shame around. they haven't uh, brought them to this country, but uh, well, probably all sorts of legal stuff and DOT requirements and all the things that uh, uh, yeah. disable us in the U.S. from getting some very cool cars that are made abroad. So uh, I understand that's just the way it is. You have to go to India to drive an MG these days, a new one, I guess. So, but good luck, good luck driving well, over there. You know, they show up all over the world. Yep, absolutely. How about a great book? Is there a great book? Maybe it's on MG, or it could be any book you'd like to share with us today. Well, I could. I wrote my own on the NEs. You wrote you wrote a book yourself on the NE? On the NEs, yeah. I cataloged all seven of them. Oh, wow. And traced and is, their histories. Is that a book that, what was the title of the book? Uh, MG NE Archives. Okay. And um, is that book still avail- available somehow? It's out of production. I haven't produced any more, you know, and haven't reprinted it. Okay. I only only made total production printing was only 172 copies. Well, they sold out pretty well. I had to reorder a couple of small printings. Uh, I guess if you listeners want to uh, get your hands on one, you better go to eBay and find somebody that's got one of these rare books that they can uh, can learn about it. There's several good MG books that are uh, you know more available. Uh, I always a little biased to Mike Allison. He has uh, driven, written a couple of books. On MGs? Yeah. I have a library of uh, MG books. There's about 50 books in there. I'll bet you do. Well, my friends at Motorbooks, they produce a lot of books. So I'll find a couple great MG books that I've enjoyed, and I'll list them on Pete's show notes page. And uh, if you're lucky enough to get your hands on uh, one of his original copies out there, uh, that would be pretty cool as well. Yeah. One of the things I like to do with my guests here is uh, enable them to go on what I call the ultimate drive. Now, you're a guy that has gone on many ultimate drives with your MGs, but today I'm going to be the provider of a magical drive. So I'm going to park any car you would like in your garage. Don't don't worry about the cost. I'm going to pay for it. You and Fran can take it on a drive anywhere in the world. Uh, So what does the ultimate drive look like for you, Pete? Well, I would uh, probably be maybe a, a tour of uh, Europe. Okay. And what kind of car would you be in? I'd still love to drive the MG, but uh, I realize that that's probably not the most practical car for the tri- uh, trip like that. But, maybe uh, not. Maybe. Well, here's what we can do. I'll provide you with a guy with a trailer who pulls the MG behind you. And when you want to stop and drive the MG on some special road, you can do that. But if I could put you in any car in the world, is there some kind of a fantasy car you'd love to be cruising around in? Uh, as you know, as a real world cruiser. Yeah. Oh, sure. What would it be? Well, I've got a Subaru Outback right now, which is uh, very good. That's too big for a lot of, you know, some things, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I have to chuckle. You know, I'm not terribly ex- into terribly exotic cars. Well, you're going to be a cheap date then, because most people would say, well, give me a Rolls Royce or a big Mercedes or, you know, some kind of a exotic sports car. But uh, a Subaru, I can handle that. Uh, I had a Mercedes, a C320, uh, C320 yep. station wagon for a number of years, nice. about 10 or 11 years. Well, this event coming up is pretty cool. And again, it's the gofwest.org is the website you can go to to learn more about this event. It's the 100th anniversary of the MG. It's going to be in Carlsbad, California, October 16th through the 20th. And even if you don't have an MG, you can go and look at the cars and talk to the owners and maybe get some information on how to 
buy your own MG and get involved with the club. Before I let you go today, Pete, could you share maybe some uh, words of inspiration of wisdom or maybe a success quote or a mantra that you try to live by? Oh, don't tell, don't let other people tell you what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, absolutely. What you should want. I mean, I, I love the MGs, but I will not try to peddle them to somebody who's not of a receptive mind. Yeah, well, you know, I think owning an old MG, you've got to have a certain mindset. And my father used to tell me that when he got into his car, it would just slow him down in life a little bit and take him back to a different time. And it was just enjoyable and fun. And that's what this car hobby is all about. And especially when you get into old cars, the La Jolla Concours I just attended, they had 18 Duesenbergs at that event which I've never seen, even at Pebble Beach, Concord, I've never seen that many Duesenbergs all in one place. And all I could think of was looking at those cars. Now, a Duesenberg is a little bit bigger than an MG. Oh, yes. (laughs) You could put an MG in the back seat of some of those doozies. But uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Mr. Lyon, who won the show outright. He's been a guest on my show. Uh, His father, of course, had the the Lyon car collection, and their Duesenberg won. And he said the same thing to me. He said, when you get in these cars, you just kind of go back in time. You slow down and just enjoy life. So I assume that's what you and Fran like to do. When you jump into your MG. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. We've enjoyed some touring in uh, the uh, family car as well. So, uh, but uh, the kids are, I guess, are all adults and self-sufficient. So uh, we at a point where we can indulge ourselves a little bit. And uh, some, uh, although it's getting harder and harder to get in and out of that MG. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Neither of us as limber as we used to be. So, well, I just uh, my hats off to you and Fran that you're still out there doing it and enjoying life in your old car. That's a a really tremendous thing. So, I I really really appreciate you spending some time and and letting us know about the the club and the mark and what's coming up. And I want to do a quick shout out. Thank you to Mark Wilcox. He introduced me to to Pete today. So, Mark, thank you for connecting us. Uh, for sure. Before I let you go today, is there anything else you want to share about the MG Mark and your passion for these cars? Well, I hear from a lot of people that, you know, they, they've they come to the MG after being through everything else, like a Triumph, a Healy, a Jag, Porsches, and they come back, they like the MGs, they like the people. Yeah, the simplicity of it all. I think that's great. Hey, Pete, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend with me and share the mark with me. Uh, I hope that I can get down to Carlsbad for your event this fall and get to come up and meet you and see all the other members. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you, hopefully, driving down the road in an old MG. Well, thank you, and farewell. Hope to see you. Absolutely. It'll be fun. Okay, thank you. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, 
and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!